Hey sis, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Emma. And today we have a very special guest with us, Erica Materian from Mom Come Pick Me Up, which is honestly the brand that describes my life. Um, And so we're very excited to have her here. Yes, we're really excited. Thanks so much for being here. Um, Okay, so I never heard about your brand aside from Haley. And then Haley got this sweatshirt and I was like, that's seriously so cute. And she got it like right as we moved into our apartment, like after we moved out of our parents' house and all that. And so she got it and I was like, that's like the most applicable thing ever. It, it <laughs> it's became, like comforting. Yeah, it became such a joke. Like when things would happen, we're like, oh, come pick me up. up. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what this is for. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm like, there's nothing that has more perfectly described my existence than your brand. So we love it. Um, do you want to just tell us? Thank you. Yeah. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, family, um, just anything you think we should know to introduce yourself? Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, first off, thank you for having me. This yes. is so fun. I actually, right when Haley was like one of my very first customers, <laughs> I think you found us through Haley, maybe Rawl. Yeah. And yeah. And so then I listened to your podcast. So it's so fun that I'm actually on it because I was a listener. Thanks to you purchasing a sweatshirt. But I I guess introducing myself, my name's Erica Materian. I'm from Los Angeles, California. I was born and raised there. I have two sisters. I went to BYU for college and I studied finance there. I moved to San Francisco two weeks after graduating and lived there for about three years. Um, I just recently relocated back to LA for the COVID season, and I hope Mm -hmm. to go back to SF as soon as it's over. Um, I work in consulting. I have a couple side projects that I do on the side. One is I'm a co-founder of a nonprofit that I founded with my good friend, four years ago while we were in college. It's called Aspiring Leaders Pursuing Higher Achievement or ALPHA is the acronym. And we help underprivileged students get into college and stay in college and graduate. And then my second side project is Mom Come Pick Me Up, which you mentioned is a small little sweatshirt company that was created honestly to make people laugh. And I'm so glad that it resonates with you guys because (laughs) it is the story of my life. And I think that's probably me at a high level unless you want me to tell you about my obsessive nature of planning a schedule and the fact (laughs) that I love Lysol wipes and things like that but it's amazing (laughs) I had no idea I did not know about the nonprofit. that is so cool yeah actually I so I can give you the backstory of mom can pick me up if you want it but part of the founding story of the sweatshirt company was to be able to um, donate and fund the nonprofit. That's so, so cool. They I, go hand in hand. Yeah, I did, not, I did not know that. Was that like, okay, so was a nonprofit, you're just like a baby and you're like, okay, how do I support this? And that's why mom can pick me up happened? Or was there like um, other things to that, like helped you come up with the idea and stuff like that? And then also, what made you decide to launch, especially in the middle of a pandemic? Great. Yeah. So mom come pick me up. So about, it was like October, 2019, or I think September, um, my friend group, I, we were in like a funny situation. And one of our friends was like, mom, come pick me up. And since then for like the whole duration of our San Francisco friend group days, we would just always say that during like awkward moments or when someone said something weird or when we were uncomfortable <laughs> or like we wanted to leave a situation. And obviously it wasn't literal. None of us lived with our parents. So it was more of like a, woo, mom come pick yeah. me up. I yeah. I that. So during the pandemic, um, we all moved home or like a lot of us were staying at our parents. And so I was talking to one of my friends from that friend group and she's like, honestly, Erica, you should just make a sweatshirt that says that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's genius. I should. (laughs) And at the time I wasn't thinking like, oh, this will be a business. It was honestly just like, why don't I secretly make sweatshirts for my friend group and send them out to them to make them laugh during the quarantine blues and 
yeah, like I, I hope I think they think it's funny. So I behind their backs called my friend who's a designer. His name's Jason. I can give you his Instagram if anyone wants to look up who did the design. And I was like, Jason, I know I've only met you once. This is a really random ask, but I want to make about seven sweatshirts for my friends (laughs) that say, mom, come pick me up. Please don't ask. Just let me know if you're interested (laughs) in this freelance project. So he's like, sure. And he came up with some really, like, I thought they were really fun. And so I sent them to one friend, the friend that mentioned I make the sweatshirt in the first place. And I'm like, vision brought to life. What do you think? And she's like, oh my gosh, you have to make them. So I ordered seven of them. I'm not kidding you. And I posted on my close friend's story on Instagram, like, LOL, when your phrase comes to life, like, and people started DMing me just on the close friends and they're like, oh my gosh, I want one. And I was like, okay, I'll (laughs) place an order. And so then I just like, basically people DM me and I took count. And so I think there were like 40 people that said, oh, I want one too. So then I placed the next order of 40 more. And I literally just thought I'd sell a few, the joke would run out and that'd be it. I, and that's why I originally didn't make a website or anything. I truly just thought it would like run its course and people would laugh and that would be it. And I thought it was like, people were thought it was funny or they're like, oh, Erica's sweatshirt gig, like let's get one. Yeah. (laughs) And so yeah, that's kind of the founding story. And so then when I started selling them, I was like, oh, like we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like I already have a job. I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed that I'm employed right now. I'm not going to be selfish and like keep a second income when yeah. people are struggling. So that's why I was like, oh, great. Like my nonprofit has a lot of COVID response initiatives that we're doing because we work with underprivileged communities. So why don't I donate 10% of the sales to the nonprofit and that way we can have more scholarships for students in need. And so then I just kind of set that up as the model. And then I made an Instagram account for it and it was the same. Like I would have people just place pre-orders and then I'd order because again, I truly didn't intend for it to be a business. And so I didn't want to like put a ton of money into it and then not have people order. Yeah. And so it's definitely rocky at the beginning. Definitely still is, but that's kind of the founding story. And it's been really fun. And I think to answer your question, like in the middle of a pandemic, why would you do this? I think what it comes down to is like, I'm a true believer of blooming where you're planted. Like Mm -hmm. life handed us this pandemic. It was so, it's so hard. Like I was a disaster the first couple of weeks of it, like so depressed, so anxious. And then it hit me like, wow, like find a creative outlet, find something to keep me happy and excited during this time. And this honestly was that. And so, yeah, it's been fun to do. It's definitely busy, like having a job and the nonprofit stuff I do, but I think it's been a fun thing to do despite all the hard things that are going on in the world. And then on Mm -hmm. top of that, it's funding scholarship initiatives. So it's like a, a, just a net positive. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. And it's such a like fun kind of light is, and that's like so needed right now. You know, everyone's just like stick at home. So it's nice to have just a fun little saying that you're just like, oh, mom, come with me up. But like, literally, we're all stuck with our moms. And yeah. so it's just like, I don't know. It's like a super fun, uh, just a little saying, like light thing going on too right now. And then on top of that, oh, it's like doing so much good. So you're awesome. I love this. Yeah, that, I, I actually did not know that. So that's so cool. Um, You're right. I did see it. I think Haley, I saw it on her Instagram. And I was like, okay, like, how do I get one of these? Like, I seriously have to have one now. It was at the very beginning of the pandemic. And I was like, mom, literally look at these. She's like, yeah, that's pretty much you. (laughs) And so I- I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. And so I I got one and now it's like crazy because so many influencers I follow, like, are wearing them now. Like Olivia Beth and like all of these people that I follow, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's, I don't know. It's it's really cool. I feel personally invested in this, like- (laughs) you're so nice well honestly it's so flattering and it's so funny that it resonates with like when people are like oh my gosh this really resonates I'm like 
love that. <laughs> and it's nice too, because it's not, there's no pressure of like, oh my gosh, this is like so stressful because, and sometimes people are like, I don't get it. And I'm like, great. Like I'm uh, not personally <laughs> offended because yeah. this is truly just supposed to be a good laughing moment and like bring back happy, nostalgic feelings. And if it doesn't do that for you, like I am so not mad yeah. because we all have things that resonate. And if this doesn't, or you don't get it, or like, obviously it's kind of a, like a very, like it eliminates a lot of customers as well, because some people don't call their mom when they're stressed or yeah. some people don't have a, like a really strong relationship with their mom. So I definitely don't ever feel offended or like confused when people don't want one. Yeah. And so that's what makes it so just like light and breezy. Yeah. Not, not that it's not hard to run, but I'm just saying I don't have any personal investment in the phrase and it's not like something I created. And if people yeah. don't like it, I feel hurt. It's more just like, Oh, if that also resonates with you, that's sweet. I'm glad we can, we can relate. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask, do you have any like wild mom come pick me up stories? Like from when you were younger? Oh gosh. Um, well, okay. This is a funny side note. I've never told anyone this, but I'm going to tell you guys on the podcast. <laughs> We're honored. <laughs> I don't drive. I have a license, okay. but I hate driving. I and I got my license when I was 18 because I was too scared when I was 16. My little sister actually drove me to school because she got her license before me. And everyone in my hometown knows that Erica hates driving. And it was so funny because when I first posted a story on my Instagram of the sweatshirts, one of my family friends, who's kind of this like sassy man, he messaged me and he's like, why don't you just learn how to drive dum-dum? <laughs> and I was like, Dylan, that's not the joke, but he thought the mom can pick me up thing was a joke because I don't drive and I oh needed her God. to come actually pick me up. So but players. <laughs> so yeah, there's so many ways to look at it. I'm like, pick me up as in like be a good friend and lift someone up or if they don't drive you should go pick them up or like <laughs> it's funny a lot of dog moms are like holding their dog up because the dogs so don't come cute. pick me up or someone once came up to me at a farmer's market and they're like I love your sweatshirt is that a campaign for um fighting drunk driving like my kids call me to pick them up because they know I will come grab them to prevent any sort of dangerous driving and I'm like oh my gosh that's incredible like we yeah, should definitely do so, some yeah. sort of partnership for an initiative like that or donate to anti-drunk driving campaigns I'm here for yeah. that but sorry that was a side note but that's I okay. guess for your specific wild come pick me up stories nothing specifically comes to mind because it's more of like a SOS get me out of here situation yeah. versus actually calling my mom to pick me up but now that I think about it I definitely did call my mom to pick me up from the prom after party. So thanks mom for that. <laughs> and it's funny because my date, his mom, she really liked me at the time. And she was like, well, if Erica's leaving the prom after party, you have to leave too. So <laughs> my mom picked me and my date up from the prom after party. So I love that. I guess that's probably the first thing that comes to mind but she also did most recently she drove up from LA to pick me up from SF to move Aww. me out but that wasn't a in wasn't in response to something silly happening that was literally because I needed someone to pick me up <laughs> yeah I love that that's I this makes me think of I don't know if you've like seen the TikToks of people like you know when you were younger and you like your friend would be like oh, can you sleep over? And you, like, really didn't want to. And so you'd be like, mom, yes. I'm going to call you in, like, two yes. minutes and, like, just say no. And that's literally <laughs> what it reminds me. You're like, oh, dang it. She said, no, like, I can't. I can't hang out tonight. Bummer. <laughs> oh, yes. I think that's so funny and it's so true. And I'm hoping that my next photo shoot of sorts where mom can pick me up is exactly that. Like, I want a themed slumber party photo shoot because I think <gasps> that's, that's where we all originated literally yeah. pick me up wow like, I love this get so me much. out of the slumber party <laughs> <laughs> truly lit truly that's amazing okay so 
I actually I love that. I cannot wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you bring so much light and intentionality to social media, and that's true offline as well. Clearly, literally one of the kindest souls that we've had on the podcast. All of our souls are oh, here. Yeah. But I just like love everything about you so far. Um, Feeling is mutual. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, so how have you created such a positive, genuine space on social media? Um, Haley runs our social media, so I'm sure she's looking for tips, but, um, but yeah, it's just like such a fun place to be on your Instagram and to like hear your stories like this is just fun. So how do you create that kind of like atmosphere and stuff like that on online? Okay. This is a challenging question. Um, that's first off, that's really nice of you to say, thank you. I definitely can't take credit for most of the things I share because a lot of it is stuff that other people post or that I find. And so I guess hitting reshare creates light, which is good. So thank you. But yeah, I, I first think there's so much good content on the web right now, like Instagram, I think with the artists and the information that's circulating through the app is just incredible. And I'm like, I love all the like therapy Instagram accounts or even like freelance designers have so many beautiful quotes and sayings. And I think this is my takeaway. I can say to people to their face, if I see them, like, I'm here for you. I can text them. I can call them. But sometimes we all just don't have the bandwidth to reach out to every person. And so I think doing it on social media might sound like, I don't know. I've had people say like, Oh, do people actually follow up when you tell them, for example, I'll post on my story. Like I'm always here for you. Let me know if you need to talk. And people have said back to me like, Oh, Erica, do people actually respond to that? And the answer is yes. You'd be surprised. Like there's always someone, which is why I keep doing it. That will actually come to me and say, Hey, um, something, Ooh, I'm going to cry. This is like really hits home, but I've had people come to me and say, Hey, I'm going through something hard. And I always see what you post on social media. And I, I need someone to talk to like, can I call you? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah. And so I think that's like the why behind it. It's not like I'm some exceptional human. It's not like I'm creating this content and writing my own quotes or I'm not a designer. I don't have beautiful aesthetic. It's more just, there is power in showing up for people and volunteering myself as a friend. That's actually like created some beautiful relationships. And I've had really special experiences because of it that I'm like, I will never stop doing this. Cause I've had people call me in moments of crisis or when they need someone to talk to just because I've been like very open about being there for people, like through what I say and yeah. And people have done the same for me. I'm not the quietest person online about when I'm stressed or when I'm anxious or when I've had a bad day. And I've had a lot of people in return say to me, like, come check it on me. Like, what can I do for you? I'm so sorry. It was a hard day. I mean, one time I posted that it was the worst day of my life and I had flowers shown up at my door the next day from a friend group. So I really That's do so think sweet. there's beauty in volunteering myself as a friend online, yeah. also being real about what I'm going through online so that other people can then show up for me. And I think it just creates like a beautiful opportunity to be there for each other when we don't always remember to like text a friend or check in on someone. There's just so much going on that it's hard to text 500 people that normally follow us and say, how are you doing versus just checking in on people and, or sharing how we feel. So I think that's kind of been my reason why. And then on top of that, I do a lot of the questions that are like, what was the best thing that happened to me to you today or share good news. I want to hear what's on your mind. And I will sometimes be having a gr- really hard day and then I'll get, uh, like some responses to that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm having a great day. Like people's joy is my joy. And to yeah. be able to be yeah. fueled by their good news and thoughts. I'm like, wow, that just really lifted me out of a tough spot. So yeah. 
those are kind of like, I don't know, that was a long-winded answer and you can cut out anything I just said, but those are some of my reasonings behind like asking what I ask or saying what I do say, just because I don't think there's any, like nothing bad comes from being real. Nothing bad comes from being public about how I feel about friendships or wanting to be there for people. And yeah, so yeah, that, and and I think at the end of the day, like if you do do that on social media, you really got to show up for people in real life too. Yeah. Yeah. And so just making sure that what I do promise comes through. Like if someone calls me because I say, I'm always here for you, I better answer the phone. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it can't be fake. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I feel like that's how like social media is so toxic. Like right now, especially I feel like, and, um, I find it like really overwhelming, but the way that, that you do it is so inspiring because it's like, you're just being authentic and vulnerable and like, you're allowing a space for other people to do that as well. And again, on top of everything that's like so needed right now. And I just, think that's like so inspiring and such like a like we should all be striving to be like that sort of space on um social media you know yeah I definitely like like I said I really do think you create that space and like there's been so many times like I think you asked like hey who wants to be pen pals and I just kind of was like oh I'll put in my address and I forgot like I totally forgot and then I checked our mail like a, a week or two ago and there was like a little postcard from you and I was like wait, that's so sweet. And I totally forgot about that, but it like absolutely made my day or like, you were like, Hey, nominate somebody like who needs a little pick me up. And so I like nominated my sister and you Venmoed her and like, it, it just like so nice. stuff like that where like, I see the follow through and like the intentionality behind it. And I just think that that is, I don't know, that definitely makes me want to be more like that for sure. And, um, I'm definitely grateful for that, like safe space that you create online. Wow. Thanks guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not like an influencer. I'm not trying to grow my following. Like it, it's not like something to do to like campaign for myself. So I just, I try to be genuine and I hope that that's what comes off. And honestly, like there's so many people going through hard things right now. The other day when I did that mom come pick me up thing, when I said nominate someone who needs a little pick me up and I'll send them a tree. I was expecting to give two to three treats out and there were like so many responses. Like, I think I ended up giving 27 because people are going through hard things. And I, I mean, again, I offered like nominate someone that needs a little pick me up. And so I pulled through, but again, it's not, I hope it never comes off as like, oh, you know, Erica's trying to be an influencer over here. I don't, that's not the intention. And so I'm glad that. It's very you good. are so sweet. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, kind of like piggybacking off of that, you kind of talked about how you're you've been open about like when you're feeling anxious or depressed or like going through hard things. And I know like I've kind of talked to you about this briefly, but just talking about mental health, like you said, there's been like a lot of people have been sharing more therapy accounts and like I think that's being talked about a lot more. So I was just wondering if you could kind of share your journey with mental health. Um your story, maybe how it's fueled your purpose, maybe what you would want your younger self to know. Just um, like you said, you've, you've been open about that. So I was just curious as to like your personal story with that. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about this. I don't know if I have like a direct story, um, but I guess I've probably always had anxiety. I look back and I'm like, oh, that was definitely my anxiety or same. Literally oh, me. I, yeah. And I didn't know. I guess funny because people around me that I was close with were on medication in middle school for anxiety and OCD. And I just didn't understand. I was like, Oh, I don't have those. But looking back, I'm like, Oh no, I totally did. It just manifested itself differently. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, it wasn't crippling at the time, but I remember like my freshman year after college, I came home and I definitely had a little bit of depression going on. I remember yeah, like those were the first signs. And I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like. And again, it wasn't debilitating by any means at that point. Um, I went on an LDS mission and I had lots of anxiety there. But again, I didn't really know exactly what anxiety felt like. I thought, I mean, I also simultaneously have a lot of 
physical health stuff. So Mm -hmm. a lot of my anxiety symptoms, I'm like, oh, that's definitely just my body. You know, I didn't really correlate that anxiety physically impaired me at times. And then coming back from my mission to college, that first year was super hard just with the transition. And again, um, I don't know if there was ever a moment that I'm like, oh, I have anxiety or now I definitely am like, oh yeah, I run anxious or yeah, sometimes I'm depressed. And other times, like a lot of people wouldn't even notice just because I am a pretty loud person. I love to dance. I love to like sing karaoke. I'm so like my presence is not the quietest thing for better, for worse. (laughs) And so I think people are like, oh, she's fine. Right. Or like people don't understand why I hate public speaking. It makes me sick, but they're like, I don't get it, Erica. You're so loud. You're, you talk so much. You literally did a dance off in the front of the high school and won. like, why are you so like anxious over this small little thing? And I'm like, I I don't know. That's just how it is. But I think there's so many things that contribute to anxiety and depression. And I've learned a lot about it over the past couple of years, just being in the, like my senior year of college was the first time that I actually felt like I did something about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to the point where like, I couldn't take tests. Like sometimes I was so anxious that I couldn't take a test. And so I had to go talk to professors and say, Hey, I like, didn't feel well yesterday. Can I have an extra day? And they were so nice about it. And I think that was something I learned is like, people want to help you, but they just don't know, like looking at me or looking at a lot of people who are suffering with things internally, it's hard to know when they need help and no one's going to champion for us. Like, yes, I could have a friend that calls my professor and says, Hey, Erica's been pretty stressed. Can she have an extra day? And that might help, but we have to be our own advocate in these Mm -hmm. situations. Like, and I've learned that too, with working full time, I have a pretty stressful job. I work in an industry that's fast paced and demanding and really competitive. And it was like two years into my career last year. Um, no one knew what was going on. I mean, I was trying to be a high performer. I was so invested in getting an early promotion that I like made myself sick. I did everything I could to plan everything and get on the best projects. And last year I had to call the head partner of the entire San Francisco office and say, I need to take medical leave. Like I'm just not, I'm not doing well right now. And it's like physically um, causing issues. So can I take a month off and like, just, you know, regroup and take care of myself and get healthy again, because I don't feel like I'm being a good employee because I don't feel well. And she was so like, she was so nice. She was so compassionate. She was so understanding. She's like, Erica, I had no idea. Like last time I saw you, you were literally leading this training conference. I had no idea that you were struggling with all Mm -hmm. this. Like, thank you so much for letting me know. I'm sure this is really embarrassing for you. And I, and I want you to know that I'm so empathetic. I don't know exactly how you feel, but please let us help you get out on medical leave. And so I think that's something I'm like really passionate about now is mental health in the work workplace, because I think a lot of people who have careers are trying to learn how to navigate that. Yeah. Like, how can I be a high performer and how can I care about my career and my jobs and my next, you know, next moves and where I want to be and, you know, all of that, if I'm also really anxious at times, like how can we do both? And thankfully, like there are so many resources. I just don't know if people are aware, like, yeah, I've told so many people about medical leave that they didn't, they didn't know that was an an option. And I had a friend who did it, who then was the one who exposed me to it. And so I'm glad that I had her. So that's something I really care about right now is like helping people navigate that situation. Like, yeah. how can I be a hardworking employee? How can I be invested in my career, but also take care of myself? And I think it honestly comes down to just knowing what 
what you can do and being open with people. My teams yeah. now, my managers now, they know and they don't look at me any different because they see how hard I work, but then they yeah. also know like when it is a day that I might need to step away for a second because I don't feel well. And that's because I've learned how to open up and be honest about it. And because of that, I've had their full support. No one's like shunning me or looking at me differently. And they only know because I, I opened up about it. So I think yeah. that's something that's I really want to advocate in the world is be your own champion. Like tell people when you need help, reach out for support because people want to help. They just sometimes don't know. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think that's really good. I like, that's something that we've talked about before. Like you have to advocate for yourself because like nobody else will. But I think like, like I say that, but now I feel like I'm actually learning how to do it because when I first started going to therapy, when I first started struggling with anxiety and all of these things, like I was 14, I was a minor. I wasn't my own advocate. Like I literally couldn't be like, it was my mom. And so now moving into workforce and being an adult, I'm like, okay, like, no, you actually have to be your own advocate. Your medication is running out. You have to call the pharmacy and like deal with it. Like you have to, and like, you have to be open with people and ask for what you need. Um, and that's like a whole kind of a whole new thing for me as much as I've like said like you have to advocate for yourself and and I do think I still did that in a way when I was younger but now it's like no that's like fully on me to be my own champion like you said which is like so hard especially if you're going through something that's like really heavy it can be paralyzing to kind of take that first step but I do think that's like so important and I like that you're kind of focusing on you know the career and the workforce aspect of it because that's something that like I'm just learning how to do and figuring out and I think that's like really important and needed because I think a lot of people don't know options that are available to them so I love that Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's really like brave and inspirational too and it's um everyone goes through mental health stuff and like needs to take a day you know like everyone needs that and it's just like I I don't know for some reason I always imagined the work workforce being like this like I don't know, just like hard and fast, like you do it, you do it or you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like really, it's just really cool to see how that's like changing and to see people like taking advantage of the things that are in place or like learning about them and using them and, and doing both and like getting the help that they need. And I liked what you said of, of like, you can be a high performer and Mm -hmm. like, working hard and still feel this way because I think sometimes I get super down on myself about that like I'll be like like if I sometimes I'll take a day and work from home and I'll be like what the heck like why do I need to like take a nap right now like why am I literally so anxious and like lethargic that I need to take a nap right now I'm like no I'm like I'm working just as hard as everyone else I'm just as productive as everyone else just like I don't know, just, just learning that that doesn't make me, like, less than anybody else for, for totally. needing those extra things or feeling that way. And I think going off that, that was an important lesson I learned at the beginning of quarantine. Like, I literally wrote this down in my 2020 lessons learned, um, was that we all have different capacities in different moments, yeah. and that means we have to be patient with other people mm-hmm. and with ourselves. Like, I remember yeah. at the beginning of quarantine, I was... I was pretty depressed for like the first three weeks. I'm a very structured person. I mm-hmm. need to have a plan. I always knew what I was doing. Like I traveled for work. So I had like literally my flights planned for six months. I knew where I was going to be on the weekends. I literally knew what my schedule looked like. And when COVID hit, that really disrupted my, my mind, which I know it disrupted a lot of people in different ways. But for me personally, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to be in control. I have to have the schedule and and the fact that I don't even know what's going to happen in three weeks was super debilitating to me. And then once I snapped out of that and I got on medical leave, I was in a really healthy spot. I mean, and I got to the point where I was like raising all this money for our nonprofit and I was working on mom come pick me up a little bit. And there were so many things that I was like, wow, I'm thriving, like in the middle of this pandemic. And I have all these things that I can see the impact I'm having. Wow. Like this is, I'm in a great place. And I wish that other people could also take advantage of this unique time to do cool things and accomplish different things. And then it hit me because shortly after that, 
high of, oh my gosh, I'm thriving. I fell back into a depression and like a little bit of an anxious funk. And I thought to myself, wow, like this has given me so much empathy Mm -hmm. for why people can't always take advantage of, you know, a pandemic to work on things and accomplish things because we truly all have different capacity. We can't judge people for their productivity because everything ebbs and flows. And that means I have to be patient with other people when they can't, you know, get out of bed or when they need a moment or, you know, usually if someone's being lazy, it's not because they're a lazy person it's because they're going through something. And then I also have to apply that same compassion and patience with myself. Like if I went from thriving two weeks ago to now not being able to leave my bed, I can't beat myself up. Yeah. Yeah. I have to be patient with myself and say like, you know what, like we said, there's a a time where I feel good and I'm able to work on things and I'm able to, you know, quantify the impact I'm having and do well at these projects and with the projects I'm working on. But you know what, with that also comes moments when I don't feel well enough to even leave my bed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that that's something I've really taken away. And then another point that that brought me to is like, we have to ask people how we can show up for them Yeah, because mm-hmm. everyone needs something so different. Like I think people worry as a friend of mine or a friend of other people who struggle with mental health, like, Oh, how do we navigate it? Or I don't want them to like, feel like they have to walk on eggshells around me because yeah. they're worried. But what I've, what I've come to learn is like, just ask people like, directly, like, how can I show up for you? Like, yeah. what are, I, I know you're going through this. Like, how can I be a good friend? Or I had a friend text me the other day, direct quote, like, I can tell you're dealing with a lot. How can I be a helpful slash good friend? I was like, I love that. well, that's awesome. Like, yeah. we just simply need to ask because otherwise we don't know what people need. And I think everyone going through anything, mental health, physical health, emotional health, health, whatever it is, we can't read their minds. We don't know what they need. Everyone needs something so different. So just having that conversation of how can I best show up for you, I think goes so far because it's helped me and I hope it's allowed me to be a good friend too, to those who need it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think the last point you made, like that's something that Emma does really well, like for me personally, is just asking like, what do you need right now? Like, how can I be there for you? And that's something I really appreciate and have like taken as an inspiration to extend to other people. So I love that you touched on that. Um, okay. So I was stalking your, your personal Instagram and you have like little questions that you put, like you have a highlight of questions. And I was looking at one of them and you were talking about rejection and how we need to normalize talking about failure and rejection. And so I just kind of wanted to ask you your thoughts on that. Cause that was something that I thought was like super interesting. And like, why do you feel like it's so crucial to talk about that. Let's like, let's hear the rant. We want to hear your thoughts on normalizing failure and rejection. Cause I think that, I don't know. I think that's very important, especially like as you're a young person mm-hmm. starting in the workforce, starting your career, feeling like you have no idea what you're doing. Um, yeah. yeah. I just, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Oh gosh. The rant. Okay. I'm, I'm ready. We're good, ready. Can you tell I'm good at a good rant? I really hope that you cut out half the things I say. I really did <laughs> no, I love all of it. I really um, do. Yeah. I always have a lot to say. I'm like, maybe this, maybe podcasting isn't for me because I'm definitely not a concise person. No, I think no, that's I, a I, lot I, of thoughts. Yeah, I think you would be great. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, thank you for looking on my personal Instagram. I'm actually, (laughs) I've been doing a little book that I've been illustrating with the questions that I've asked and then the outcomes, the things people, right. Cause it's fun. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've tracked so many people's good moments and happy thoughts. So I I want to get this in, in a little book. So, okay. The normalizing rejection. I don't honestly, if I'm being real, I don't remember the exact rant I was going on at that time. So I, (laughs) I don't know if I have a perfect answer for this one, but I do think this is so cliche. It's like, we hear about everyone's success because that's what gets published, but no one is publicizing failure. Yeah. And I know there's the quote that's like, or the saying, or, you know, everyone knows like, oh, you only see people's success 
you don't know what it took to get there. But mm-hmm. it's not even just that. It's just like, I think I look at it from a perspective of like being in the business world, right? Like I will see someone's job change on LinkedIn and be like, oh my gosh, someone landed this incredible job or they got into this incredible school. And it's like, no one's publicizing on their LinkedIn or publishing on their Instagram when they get rejected from a job. Yeah. And it's like, why don't we chat about that? I I definitely think like there's a way to do so in a way that's still professional. Cause I think it would be really bad too, if someone was posting on LinkedIn every time they got rejected, (laughs) that wouldn't be good for their brand name. But I think it's interesting. Like I'll call people for networking purposes and it's like, it feels like, wow, you really made it. And I'm over here. Like I just had a couple interviews and they went horribly. And I was so bad at that interview. And when I'm calling someone to like coach me and mentor me, it's easy to just like idolize who they are. And because they landed this amazing job. And it's so refreshing when someone says to me, Erica, like, I know you're calling me for help with this, but I just want to to tell you, like, I had a lot of interviews that went really poorly. And yeah, 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 you see me in this job that you find to be amazing. And I'm so grateful that I can help you, but I just wanted like you to hear me out and let you know, I've also had some horrible interviews (laughs) and like, yeah, it's awesome that I'm here. And I'm like, Oh, I just wish that we talked about that more. I wish people said like, I am pretty loud about like, oh, those interviews went really bad or, oh my gosh, none of my crushes ever like me back. Or I just (laughs) mortified myself by reaching out to someone and it didn't go well. And I don't think we need to like wear a sign on our chest that says everything that went wrong because we definitely want to still be classy people. (laughs) But I just wish that there were more dialogues about things that not just failures and rejections, but things that are hard, because I think it's really easy in this world of comparison to only see what we want and what others have. And like, you know, the grass is always greener, but what if we just opened up more about hard moments, not only of rejection, but just moments of feeling defeated. I think that's what it comes down to. Well, I'm like, not surprised by your answer to that at all because it's just so um true to who you are and like the message that you're wanting to get across to everyone is just like just be real just be authentic let's get through like this hard life together and I really love that yeah same love the rant here for it (laughs) (laughs) all right so we're wrapping up a little bit um but we wanted to go back to this one wasn't on our questions list so it's okay if you need to take a minute but yeah. um, we just wanted to know what was one of the biggest lessons that your mom has taught you? Oh, my mom. She is the most incredible woman. Seriously, I wish that I could just, yeah, she's amazing. And it's funny because mom can pick me up, obviously, says mom. And it's cute because my mom literally runs the show now. She sends all my packages she best. does it all. And so Amazing. it's so fun to do it with her. She's such an incredible woman. And I know everyone who knows her or who doesn't actually know her in real life, but still has seen her dancing videos on my Instagram. <laughs> everyone knows she's the most warm and hospitable and generous and just like so loyal. And I think a couple of things I've learned from my mom, it's hard to summarize because it honestly is, she's just incredible. It's like my mom does everything a hundred thousand percent. She goes above and beyond, above and beyond to make everyone feel so loved. Everything she cooks and creates and does for other people is done with her whole heart. She's just so welcoming. She's the best cook. And I think this is something I've always tried to emulate in my own life. Like I hope everyone who's in my presence feels the same warm embrace that people do in hers. And I hope everything I touch is elevated just like my mom has the power to do. And it makes me emotional thinking about (laughs) summarizing everything I've learned from my mom because I could go on. Like, she's so humble. She never draws attention to herself or wants recognition. She serves endlessly and delivers 
literally warm bread on people's porches just because she's thinking about them and wants them to be happy. And I think, again, touching on what I said earlier, like there's so much recognition and like all these award shows going on, like Forbes 30 under 30 or people publicizing on LinkedIn, all these amazing jobs or accomplishments. And, and that's so honored in our society. But when I think about my mom, I'm like, she's just a silent force making the world Mm -hmm. a better place and dancing through it all. Like you don't know all that she's doing because she's not going to, you know, get an article in a magazine about it, but she just brings so much good to people's lives. And I hope that I can take that from her and whatever I do. I love that. Yeah. You definitely do have that in you too. Like you're one of the most like intentional and just like giving people that I've met, like a stranger that I've met, you know, (laughs) I'm like, wow. Yeah. You for sure have those qualities. Yeah. She sounds awesome. I love that. Shout out to my mom. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. No, that's honestly, I've been seriously this week with COVID. I've been like missing my mom so much. I don't know why. Like, you know, when you're just like, I don't know. When you're in isolation, there's nothing. You're just like, mom, I just want to be at home. But yeah. I don't know. That totally. that definitely makes me emotional thinking about like my mom and all of, I don't know. Moms are just the best. They do so much and don't get recognition for it. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that about your mom. Um, oh, thanks for listening. Moms are incredible. They yeah. really are. Okay. So we always start our podcast with what are we watching, learning, listening to and reading oh wait yes you said all I did (laughs) it's a different order and um so when we have guests on we always like to wrap up our little chat with asking you guys um and asking you what are you watching reading learning and listening to yeah and learning doesn't have to be deep it can be like I'm learning how to do a new yoga pose or something okay so wait what's first watching doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes. We'll start with watching. Okay. I know it's a lot to remember. We always forget. Horrible <laughs> at watching. I don't watch anything. I never watch TV. I never watch movies. I am so scatterbrained, as you can tell. <laughs> My mind is in so many different spots that, like, the thought of sitting in front of a show is, I cannot comprehend that. <laughs> the thought of sitting still is beside me. So, on the watching front, absolutely nothing. That's okay. Reading, um... My friend, incredible woman, also the friend that inspired me to make sweatshirts, she just sent me the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Okay. I highly recommend. It it literally gives me chills. Usually I'm not great at sitting down and reading a book. I'm better at like the audio book while I walk kind of situation. But this Big Magic is just, I can't take my eyes away. It's so inspiring. And for someone like me who's... I'm very scared of rejection and I'm very, I let fear lead a lot, which is something I'm working on. This is just inspiring. And, and it feels like we're in reach. It's not like one of those self-help books that I read. And then I'm like, Oh, I can't do it. (laughs) It's like, Oh no, there's small and simple ways to implement the lessons here into my life and change my ways of thinking. Watching that's reading Listening. Yeah. Um, I usually do audiobooks when I'm walking and stuff, but recently I've been trying to be better about podcasts. Um, I have to do a balance though. I've realized like sometimes I get too far into the like entrepreneurship podcast or the like, yeah, business mentoring or like kind of the intense ones about productivity. And I'm like, yeah, this is really stressful for me. Like I already feel like I'm failing everything in my life. And then I put that on and I'm like, uh, wow, great. I want to yeah. in a ball. So I've had to be better with myself about saying like, okay, I want to listen to a podcast, but what do I need right now? And like, what do I have the emotional capacity for right now? Do I need one of the like inspiring shoot for my dreams ones? Or is today like an Oprah super soul co- conversations? Yeah kind of day where it's like more light and fluffy and just like nourishing versus stressful. (laughs) Yeah. And then learning. Um, well, obviously with running alpha, I feel like that's a comp, like 
I'm always having to learn there just because I don't have a master's in education and I'm not a specialist. Um, I'm not a teacher. So I'm always having to read up on mentoring programs and education trends and just with like COVID-19 and remote learning, what does that look like? And the impact on first generation students. So I'm, I feel like I read a lot about that just so that we can do what we need to do in the way that's most helpful for our audience and community. And because I'm not as educated as a lot of people in the space, I really have to do my own learning to make sure we're delivering a valuable set of products. And then also like with mom come pick me up, I don't know a lot about marketing. I'm not like the most creative person. So I, I read now a lot on, you know, marketing the business or like learning how to do a reel. Heaven knows oh I didn't gosh. know how to do one of those last week. I'm <laughs> like, even. this is so stressful. People make them look so easy. I know it's, and it's a disaster. <laughs> so it's like funny things like that, where I'm like, oh, wow, this is like, I have so much immense respect for people who run social media and marketing for brands because it is like a very like niche set of skills that people acquire. And so just trying to learn what I can there. Yeah, we um, definitely feel that in terms of marketing and social media. That's what she edits because I literally have no patience and I do social media because she doesn't really like it. I literally hate it. And oh my gosh, reels, seriously, (laughs) the worst. I, I know they're what we need for engagement right now, but man, (laughs) yeah it's challenging and the tiktok thing i'm like i didn't i don't even know what tiktok is and now this is how you're supposed to blow up i don't okay can they give a crash course for dummies on tiktok (laughs) i know i like i'm like i scroll on tiktok and i watch it but i i'm like creating something as a whole truly it's a whole different thing i don't even know well thank you so much for being on the podcast we have loved thanks for having this conversation um and we wanted to share with our listeners, you were so kind and gracious as to give us a discount code. Um, so if you guys want to go get a sweatshirt, which you definitely should, because they're do. so cute, you can use the code HASIS15 for 15% off. Um, I'm definitely getting more. I got one for my mom for Christmas. I need like more colors. I have the pink and orange one, which is really cute. Um, I will definitely be ordering one as well. Yeah. So <laughs> use that code. And thanks so much for that too. That was so That's kind. so kind. Yeah. Oh, um, of course. I was like, obviously. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you guys are so nice to promote it for me. So <laughs> might as well make it worth it for the people who it. have lasted this long listening to me. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you so much for this conversation. Seriously, we've we've loved it. I've learned a lot. I have a lot too. Yeah. I'm gonna re-listen to this because there's lots to think about. Um but yeah thank you so much for being on here do you want to do our outro it's just bye sis yeah super super simple super easy okay bye sis <laughs> Yay, love it.